Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Welcome to Fort McMurray Matters. Keeping you connected to our community. Brought to you by Colin Hardigan of Coldwell Banker Fort McMurray, Cooper & Company Law Firm, and Fort McMurray Orthodontics on Mix 103.7. Welcome to another edition of Fort McMurray Matters. Good afternoon, I'm Jaron Vecchio. And on today's show, we're going to be talking about an event that is coming back next week after taking a hiatus last year due to COVID. But before we get into that, joining me over the phone is Jonathan Myers, who is the Maverick Party candidate for the riding of Fort McMurray Cold Lake in the upcoming federal snap election. So, Jonathan, I appreciate you taking a couple minutes to come on the show. Uh, maybe just to start off, for those who just don't know who you are, as it's impossible to know every single person in the writing, can you just share a little bit about yourself and why you are running with the Maverick Party? Certainly. I'm, uh, as you said, my name is Jonathan Myers. I'm running with the Maverick Party. And uh, I was born and raised in Alberta. I moved to Fort McMurray about six years ago. And uh, the reason I'm running is because, well, it's, there's a few reasons. But one of them would be that ever since I, was, I can remember my parents and my grandparents talking about politics as they do, and uh, I mean, ever since, ever since the uh, original Trudeau salute to the West, there's been, you know, uh, sort of a lamenting of the way that Western politics are dominated by Eastern voters. And so I heard about the uh, Maverick Party uh, a few months ago, and saw that they were looking for for candidates to put their hat in the ring. And I, I read their platform, and they are a Western party. That's something I felt like I could get behind and make a change. And so I decided to just go for it, not really expecting to, to win the nomination. But I did, and here I am. So we're just working hard, trying to fulfill the faith that the party put in me. Mm -hmm. In my opinion, there are two big topics that really um, affect this riding, or at least there's a lot of people in this riding that have an opinion on these two topics. First off, uh, climate change. I would say that the majority of people in this riding note that climate change is something that needs to be tackled. However, in this riding, we also understand the importance of the oil industry. So if you were to be elected as the MP, how would you advocate uh, for the area and maybe... Uh, uh, you know, a healthy medium for the environment and the economy? Sure. Well, I think the first thing we would push for is to repeal the carbon tax, which is uh, is meant to fight climate change, but doesn't really. I mean, we're not changing how much energy we're using. We're just making the energy more expensive. So that would be the first thing. Uh, and then on top of that, I mean, look, out here, our energy industry is the cleanest and the most ethical in the world. And so we would advocate getting our, our energy to the east of Canada and stop bringing in all that, that uh, dirty Middle East oil across the ocean and start using our own oil. And we would look to promote uh, pipelines to get our energy to the, 
to market because our, like I said, our technology and our energy industry is among the cleanest in the world. And I mean, we're, we're Western Canadians. We love the, the place we live. I mean, we're not, we're not into polluting. And I mean, I think we need to export our Western ingenuity when it comes to, to, uh, energy production. Mm -hmm. So I, I think that will go a long way. I mean, if the whole world could sort of implement some of our technologies, I think we could reduce emissions greatly. The other big uh, topic, obviously, is COVID-19, specifically around masks and vaccines. And it seems like everyone in the country has an opinion when it comes to vaccines, specifically vaccine passports or just proof of vaccination. The majority of parties want some kind of uh, proof that you have been vaccinated against the virus. And I know a lot of people in town probably want to know uh, what uh, the opinion is of uh, the candidate that they might be voting for. So what are your thoughts on vax for, or I guess uh, vaccine passports or just having proof that you've been vaccinated? Yeah, this, this comes up a lot on the trail for sure. And like you said, people care a lot about this, this, you know, pro or con. So, uh, I guess our position is that we believe that, uh, medical decisions like the vaccination should be made between a person and their, and their physician and their elected official should have really no say in what you do with your doctor. Secondly, uh, these measures are, are provincial, are in the provincial jurisdiction. And so the federal government really, in my opinion, should not interfere itself too much in provincial matters. Um, in terms of uh, the vaccine itself, like I said, I think that people should be able to make the choice. So we are opposed to a mandatory vaccines or vaccine passports but we are not anti-vaccine. So if you want to get the vaccine, please get the vaccine. And if you have concerns about the vaccine, then that's your choice. So that's kind of our position and my position. All right. Well, uh, Jonathan, before I let you go, is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners? Yeah. Uh, I've been traveling all over the riding. I'm actually pulled over on the side of 63 right now in the, Cold Lake, Fort McMurray, and uh, I think what I'm hearing mostly from everybody is, uh, you know, people are ready for a change. People are ready to give up on the on on the status quo because it hasn't gotten us anywhere. You know, we have these federal parties who promise everything to the Western ridings and can't deliver because their power centers are in are in central and eastern Canada. And so the Maverick Party, we are a Western party, so we only represent Western constituents. And so we will never uh I guess our, our voice will never be swayed by the population distribution in eastern Canada. Once again, that was Jonathan Myers, Maverick Party candidate for the riding of Fort McMurray-Cold Lake in the upcoming federal SNAP election. 
We're going to take our first break here on Fort McMurray Matters, but when we come back, we're going to be talking about an event that's coming back next week, which hasn't been in the region for a couple years now due to COVID-19. We'll return in a moment to Fort McMurray Matters. Brought to you by Colin Hartigan of Coldwell Banker Fort McMurray, Cooper & Company Law Firm, and Fort McMurray Orthodontics on Mix 103.7. We're back to Fort McMurray Matters. Brought to you by Colin Hartigan of Coldwell Banker Fort McMurray, Cooper & Company Law Firm, and Fort McMurray Orthodontics on Mix 103.7. Welcome back to Fort McMurray Matters. Once again, I'm Jaron Vecchio. And before the break, we had a chance to hear from the Maverick Party candidate for Fort McMurray Cold Lake in the upcoming federal SNAP election. Now joining me over the phone is Wes Scott, who is with EventWorks Corporation, and we're here to talk about the Oil Sands Conference and Trade Show, which is coming back next week. Uh, Wes, I appreciate you coming back on the show. It's been a while as we're here to talk about the Oil Sands Conference and Trade Show. Unfortunately, last year due to COVID, uh, we weren't able to have it here in the region. However, we are bringing it back next week. So, uh, Wes, for those who are maybe just have forgotten as it's been a while or maybe new to uh, the region, uh, can you just share a little bit about uh, this exciting event? Uh, thank you very much, uh, Darren. And uh, yes, we are excited to bring the Oil Sands Conference and Trade Show back to McDonald Island uh, September uh, 15th and 16th. And and really, this is a showcase of, you know, the, the industry and the technology and the equipment that's used to um, move the oil sands uh, forward as, as an industry. Uh, a lot of the exhibitors are bringing in new equipment. They haven't been here for a couple of years. Um, so they have new products and services they're showing off. And, and this year, Jaron, we're really focusing on the, the tagline, technology changes everything. You know, and as the world moves towards a, a cleaner and reduced carbon future, you know, we all want to better understand how does the oil sands industry, you know, fit into this. Uh, and, and we want to enhance and showcase the technology that's being used to used to reduce the emissions and the investment being made into clean technology. So that's really the focus for this year. Okay, and we know that uh, five of the biggest uh, oil sands producers here in uh, uh, the Wood Buffalo region and just Canada in general have all partnered to say that they're going to reduce emissions by 2050, all their emissions. So this is an opportunity to kind of get a first-hand look at some of the technology that's helping right now. That is correct. And, and during the Oil Sands Business Conference, we'll hear from uh, speakers like uh, Joy Romero, who's the Vice President of Technology and Innovation for CNRL, one of the big operators, on the technology that they're embracing and also the work that she is doing uh, with uh, other industry groups like the Canadian Oil Sands Industry Alliance and Emission Reduction Alberta. So there's a lot of work being done, and we're going to showcase uh, all of the operators on the program. As mentioned before, last year, unfortunately, uh, the event was cancelled, but I know from years past that this is quite a popular event. It really gets a lot of people in the community excited, and it also brings a lot of people from outside of the region into the region. Um, do you have maybe some numbers just to show just how many people were coming to past events, just to kind of put it into perspective? Certainly, yeah. So, you know, typically we would have a, an exhibition of about 200 to 225 exhibiting companies uh, traveling up from the U.S. all across Canada. Um, so good exhibitor base. And from the attendee side, uh, we are attracting about 25 to 2,700 
visitors over the two-day event. So that's definitely quite popular. So, uh, And like you said, it's definitely going to be exciting this year as we know that climate change is such an important topic, but being able to see some of the technology that the oil sands are working, I think it's really uh, a unique uh, experience this year. Um, besides seeing all these exciting new technologies, I know that uh, a big part of uh, the event is obviously different uh, like keynote speakers, the conference side. I believe you had mentioned when we were talking a little bit off air that uh, the pre is coming up. Um, are there any other names that you want to maybe uh, shine a light on to maybe encourage some people to uh, take part? Certainly. Uh, yes, uh, Jason uh, Kenny, uh, Premier of uh, the province of Alberta, is uh, providing the opening keynote address, and we're very excited about that to have uh, him back into uh, the Oil Sands Conference. Uh, we are uh, you know, also uh, having the uh, chief executive of the Canadian Oil Sands Industry Alliance, uh, Wes Jekling, speak, is speaking. Uh, Stephen Buffalo, President and CEO of the Indian Resource Council, um, is presenting as well. And then I'm really excited about some of the industry panels that we have going on. Um, one is the Oil Sands Company Technology uh, Review, I guess, on net zero emissions, presented by Emissions Reduction Alberta. And the other one is presented by the Oil Sands Community Alliance. And that was uh, an industry panel focused on the workforce trends happening within oil sands. You know, so what's happening with the workforce? Is it growing? Is it shrinking? How are the jobs changing? So we're going to hear from an industry panel on that. So a lot of uh, very great presentations on the business conference. And then, of course, we have a two-day technical conference. And we're going to wrap things up with a special performance by Brett Butch, uh, Canada's funny man who everybody will know from Corner Gas, uh, the television series, and that's presented by Finning. All right. Nice to have a nice little laugh at the end for sure. And we're running out of time here, and you mentioned that uh, the event's happening next week, September 15th to the 16th. Um, how can individuals take part? Can they just show up at the door, purchase a ticket, or is it one of these events that you're encouraging people to pre-register? We really are encouraging folks to pre-register on the website, oilsandstradeshow.com. We're happy to provide a free pass, uh, which is just simply OFP. 2A, and that will provide a free pass to the trade show, all of the presentations, and a free ticket to see Brent Butt on September the 16th. All right. And because we still live in COVID times, we have to ask, um, are there specific measures in place that uh, you need to make sure our uh, listeners know about before they head to the event? That's a great question. And uh, yes, absolutely. Um, as we are saying, we are mask mask so everyone must have a, a mask and be wearing that at all times we've got multiple hand sanitizer stations set up throughout the event encourage people to use those as well as practice social distancing um, so you know it is business as usual for a trade show we just need everybody to to stay safe and and make sure they're protecting themselves and others all right. Well, Wes, before I let you go, one more time, maybe for those who are tuning into the show late or maybe just uh, didn't have it, uh, enough time to write it down, uh, when they're pre-registering, you said that there is a code that they can get a free pass to go into the event. What is that code again? Yes, uh, free pass is OST 
2A and pre-register at oilsandstradeshow.com. Thank you so much. All right. Well, Wes, uh, I know it's been a couple of years since we've had you on the show, but uh, we appreciate it every time you come on to talk about this exciting event. Thank you. And we're excited to be back. Now we're going to take our last break here on Fort McMurray Matters. But when we come back, I have a special announcement I want to share for all our listeners. We'll return in a moment to Fort McMurray Matters. Brought to you by Colin Hardigan of Coldwell Banker Fort McMurray, Cooper & Company Law Firm, and Fort McMurray Orthodontics. On Mix 103.4 Fort McMurray. We're back to Fort McMurray Matters. Brought to you by Colin Hardigan of Coldwell Banker Fort McMurray, Cooper & Company Law Firm, and Fort McMurray Orthodontics. On Mix 103.7. Welcome back to Fort McMurray Matters. Once again, I'm Jaron Vecchio. And if you're just tuning into the show right now, before the break, we had a chance to chat with Wes Scott with EventWorks Corporation, talking about the Oil Sands Conference and Trade Show, which is happening next week on the 15th and 16th. And before the break, I had mentioned that uh, I had uh, a special announcement. This will be my last Fort McMurray Matters. I have taken uh, a job in uh, Saskatchewan, and I will be leaving uh, this weekend. I'm totally serious when I say it was the hardest decision of my life. When I moved out here from London, Ontario, it was a tough decision. It was my first job outside of school, 21 years old. I'd always lived with my parents. Thankfully, I went to school uh, in my hometown, so I didn't have to uh, to rent. But uh, that was a tough decision, especially moving, trying to do the math, like three provinces away. And it took a little bit of time, but this community was so welcoming that it really felt like after a couple months, you know, it started to feel like home here. The reason I've been here for over five years is that I have absolutely love this community. I was one of the people who came here thinking maybe you'll be here for a year, two at most, and then, you know, I'll go to another city, maybe a so-called bigger market in our industry. And no, it was just <laughs> the people I worked with were absolutely amazing. Uh, you may remember our you know, former news director, uh, Elizabeth Priest, uh, one of my good friends. Uh, you know, working with her was great. Uh, our former uh, uh, morning show host, Mike Booth, a really good friend of mine. Um, you know, individuals like, like them were, you know, a reason why I wanted to stay so long. And then obviously we have new people come in like, uh, like Sean and uh, Steph, who uh, definitely uh, made it worthwhile to uh, stay longer. And, uh, yeah, it's, it was the toughest decision. I didn't want to leave, but in the end, I thought it was the right choice. I'm sure there's probably a few people out there who are going to say, ah, it's probably for the best. He wasn't very good at his job, but um, I know that there are a lot of people, and I, you know, I talked to them, and uh, they are always appreciative of coming on Fort McMurray Matters, and that was always the best part of it, just seeing people, you know, uh, they loved hearing themselves on the radio, talking to their family members about, oh, I was on the radio, and, like, that really put a smile on my face. And it was really just fun sharing a lot of stories. This is really, it's, yeah, it's getting kind of, kind of emotional. It's going to be really uh, weird not doing Fort McMurray Matters anymore. Um... It's definitely been uh, a tough part of the job, but something I've definitely uh, cherished. Um, really getting an opportunity to share so many stories with you guys. 
I know you guys are going to be in good hands with uh, Sean and Steph uh, moving forward. Um, I got to give a big shout out to Steph as I think her shows were way better than mine. So it's probably for the best that uh, uh, she'll do a few more uh, episodes uh, for uh, for Fort McMurray Matters. Um, And then, yeah, Sean's a great interviewer. And we'll make sure uh, that uh, Mix continues to provide everything that you guys have expected from us. I know I mentioned it earlier that this was the toughest decision I've ever made. And it is. Like I said, going from home to here was tough, but I, I never really wanted to leave Fort Mac. It just seemed like the right opportunity. I have a lot of good friends here. I've made a life here. And it's going to be tough. I'm hoping it won't take too long to you know start feeling like home in the new place, but it, it, it will be an adjustment. And thankfully, my uh, my mom is actually and my grandma are going to be coming up to my new place just to meet me for the first few days. So I'll uh, have someone to uh, to chat with uh, when I'm there. But uh, the main reason I wanted to share this was just to say thank you to everybody who's listened to the show who's you know come on the show and been so polite it's been so much fun talking with so many people different nonprofits, different residents uh, having different politicians we've had so many different types of shows and it's been absolutely fantastic to do everything and i've enjoyed every minute of it and i'm definitely going to miss it so thank you to all our listeners too Without you, the show would be nothing <laughs> as you guys listen to the show so uh like i said i'm getting a little emotional so I uh, I appreciate it. Um, please continue to listen to the show. Like I said, Steph and Sean, they're going to do a great job moving forward. Uh, I know that for a fact. And <laughs> I don't know what else to say. So thank you again. And uh, I do plan to come up to Fort McMurray again. And uh, I can't wait to see the community again. So thank you so much. I didn't really know how to end the show properly, so uh, I'm just going to do it like I always do. So uh, make sure to tune in to Mix 103.7 every weekday at noon to hear the interviews that matter to you and your community. I'm Jaron Vecchio, and this has been Fort McMurray Matters. That's the end of another edition of Fort McMurray Matters. Want a copy of this episode or any past episode? Download the podcast at Mix1037FM.com. Brought to you by Colin Hardigan of Coldwell Banker Fort McMurray, Cooper & Company Law Firm, and Fort McMurray Orthodontics on Mix 103.7.